Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Danielle, and here's Linda. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> Wait, shh, shh. You hear that? What? Nothing. All three of my kids are gone for the <laughs> night, and they're not coming back till tomorrow. It's been four months since I have had all three kids out of the house at one time. That's a record for me. And um, so, yeah, so I am enjoying the silence. And you are, you should feel so honored because I said, I want to record with you, even though I could be like binging Netflix right now. Yes, you could be alone. I could be alone. And instead I was here dealing with you having a nosebleed. Yes, I did. (laughs) So I almost needed a transfusion. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, So we were going to talk about parenting when I... You were raising me, which was in the 80s and 90s. Well, you raised your kids in the 70s, 80s, and 90s because my older brother is way older than I am. (laughs) He's 10 years older than I am. And we were going to talk about versus raising kids today, Uh, pandemic aside, because that's a whole different ballgame. Oh. Right? Well, mostly I talked. I I did childbirth. (laughs) That's mostly what you did? All right. Well, we're not just talking about childbirth. But we can start with that because I wanted to talk a little bit about pregnancy because uh, my listeners, our listeners know that for me, pregnancy was really difficult and it was not like a good time for me. And I think in some ways, the advanced technology and the advanced um, information was almost detrimental to me when I was pregnant. Yeah, And you didn't have that. No. Like, you didn't find out genders or anything. So, and you didn't have doctors saying to you, like, things like, don't eat tuna fish. Yes. You did? Yes. Oh. But but I don't think it's many things. But I remember going out to lunch with my girlfriend, and we were both pregnant. And I said to her, oh, maybe you shouldn't drink that diet soda. You said that? Yeah. Oh, see, no, you, um, okay. Well, that's what I had been told. Oh, okay. So was she mad at you for saying that? No, she got up and called her doctor. (laughs) She got right up from the table and called her doctor. And what did he say? No, you shouldn't? Weren't people like drinking and smoking? I don't understand. Like when you were pregnant with me, you were still bowling. Like you were in a bowling league. Yeah. Super cool. Uh In a bowling league. (laughs) And, and you used to take, you used to go and bowl number one with like a very heavy ball. I don't know, are people still allowed no, to do that? No, not heavy ball. Oh. And people were probably smoking in oh. the bowling alley. I mean, people smoked everywhere. Yes. But you were doing stuff like that. So, I mean, a diet soda? I don't know. Is that, a, is that well, as bad? Well, we didn't as- know what was good or bad. We just knew what our doctor told us. And they made us nuts. Oh, I think. There was tuna fish. Tuna fish. You weren't supposed to eat really? too much tuna fish. Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it did make us nervous. and uh, But we didn't have many tests. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there there weren't. Yeah, you weren't going. And we, we weren't going to the doctor for tests all the time like we are. No. But we went every month and we got checked. And then we gave a urine sample. To what, make sure you were still pregnant? No, no, make sure we didn't have an infection. Oh. 
although they never caught my infection, and then I ended up with a kidney infection, which is very dangerous. And that's why I say to everyone, drink a lot of water. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Drink a lot of water. Okay. <laughs> you could drown. <laughs> um, but you weren't... You weren't like as with us. It was it's constant? Like you know, you have to worry about um, all these different tests every month and make these crazy decisions. Yes, you didn't absolutely. have to do that, and you didn't have to decide whether or not to find out the gender of the baby because there was none. There was just no, none of that. You could, right. Um, Everybody was guessing, at, they, but they were very strict about weight. Oh, I could only gain twenty pounds with the first baby, so when I'd go for my um, checkup. I wouldn't eat all day, and I would hope that I would faint right on his table and show him what he was doing to me. But then as soon as it was over and I got weighed, I would go to the candy machine and get a Milky Way. (laughs) (laughs) And then Daddy and I would go out for a Philly cheesesteak. Oh, my God. And that was it for the next month. <laughs> I couldn't eat for the So next you were month. worried about going and getting weighed. Like, they would yell at you if you gained oh, more yeah. than 20. So you didn't gain more than 20 pounds your whole pregnancy. Right. And then were C-sections even a thing? Like, I feel like I don't know many people from mm. when, you know, from your time that had C-sections. Was that even really a thing? I don't think it was as much a thing. But you had epidurals. Oh, yeah. I I had an epidural um, with Mitchell. And um, when I was um, five five centimeters uh, dilated, they told me I could have an epidural. And Daddy said, no, don't get one because it could slow down your, uh, you know, your Your labor. So I said to him, when it's your pain... You can decide when to mm-hmm. get the epidural. Mm-hmm. This is my pain. Right. And I want it now. Right. <laughs> well, he was allowed to be in the oh, room because he was a doctor. But usually the doctor. men couldn't be in the room. No. But he was very nervous because he was a doctor. Right. And he knew all those things because he had delivered a baby on the elevator. Oh, really? Uh-huh. It oh, fell right into his head. No way. Is that true? <laughs> yes. I did not know that well, this story. This was in medical school or internship. And that was his rotation, and he just grabbed the baby <gasps> as it came out. But he knew a lot that could go wrong. Yeah. And so he kept leaving the room. And didn't he faint or something? He felt faint. Oh, he felt That's why faint. I asked him why he kept leaving the room. Yeah. And he said he felt faint. Oh, my God. You would think as a doctor. He <laughs> <Yeah>. would. <laughs> that, that was a time that he wasn't, you know, usually there's a lot good about him being a doctor. Mm-hmm. But that was not one of them. Mm-hmm. And what about you said you had stuff about infant and about infant and uh, baby toddler? What kind of stuff did you have for that? Yeah. Um, <coughs> well, um, when I oh, there were a few things before um, I got pregnant oh. and all because. Uh, well, I don't well, want to talk about the whole like conception thing. No, okay, no, good. but. But there is a little song I'd like no, to sing. Oh, God. <laughs> really? And this this little song um, sort of ties up the whole 50s, the okay. 1950s. Which is and when you were dating. Yes. Well, yeah. Okay. I, I was junior high to graduating. Okay, you're going to uh, sing. And, and, and um, it's very short. And there's one word in there that... That sums up the whole 50s, and you could tell me what it is. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a question. I'm for so everyone. glad I'm drinking. <laughs> Go ahead. So it's, it goes, let's talk about sex, baby. This is the, that's not from the 50s. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I, wa- I wasn't sure. That's from the 90s. It is? Yeah. That's salt and pepper from the night. You think there's a song from the 50s that said, let's talk about sex, baby. Are you uh, for real or that's wait, a joke? Wait, wait. The, what the, what's the one word, though? The one word is talk. Oh, nobody talked about sex. No, nobody did it. Nobody had sex. No. In the 50s. Right. You mean out of marriage, out of wedlock. Uh, right. Oh, I mean, oh, people well, were I- having sex. <laughs> 
You need to be clear. <laughs> and they were having babies. Right. <laughs> so no one. T- <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so confused. OK, so nobody talked about it. Like well, you didn't, didn't have a talk with Bubby and Zeta, my grandparents. Like, did well, Bubby ever talk to you about sex? No, my she didn't talk about like, it. But that probably was common, right? Like, my, Right. That was very common. But my father gave me the book. Um, Our Bodies, Ourselves? No. Oh. I don't know if that was out. Um, he gave me a book. I forget the name of it right Playboy now. Magazine? <laughs> he used to get the he grandchildren. Used to get, he used to give us Playboy Magazine. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> he wasn't your usual grandfather we have no he that. was not so so bubby never talked to you so she was never worried about like she never felt like she had to talk to you about she wasn't worried about you getting pregnant out of wedlock or no 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 and she had three girls she had three girls right and back then if you got i mean it was that was a travesty if you got pregnant out of wedlock right so right. okay so what so, did zeta so, say to you so Zeta? Yeah, my Zeta. Yeah, well, he got me this book. This, the, um, the Stork Didn't Bring You. I think that's what it was called. <laughs> the Stork Didn't Bring You. Did you think a stork brought you when you were little? <laughs> no, but I really was grateful for the book. So what was and the book? And it had all kinds of pictures. <gasps> I want to find it. Okay. Like tiny little pic like of the egg, you know, just beginning, and then it the cells multiplying and everything. I mean, it, it really was a nice little book. And I have to look and see if I, it's on Amazon. I knew nothing. So. Really? No, the first time I knew anything was I had watched um, Helen Keller. I had watched a story. <laughs> um, haven't we all learned about sex from watching <laughs> Helen Keller? Well, it's another movie. Wait, <laughs> what? It was in a movie about a death person so it wasn't helen keller i, don't know. <laughs> I think she could see okay. <laughs> oh my god but anyway adam's gonna have so much editing to do. <laughs> <laughs> so um anyway she got pregnant in the movie and i went to a party and i sat on a boy's lap and i came home and i was hysterical and i was Gonna get pregnant. Oh, that's how much I knew. So, did you say something? I cried. But you didn't tell ask anybody if that was like if you, if that was the way to get pregnant. Like you, how did you find yeah. out that you were okay? Well, but I did tell my parents. I was crying. I was hysterical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I. How did. old were you? Uh, maybe eleven. Oh, yeah. You were sitting on boys' laps at I eleven. Know. Well, that explains so much about me. You were uh, you were much better than I was. No, I wasn't. <laughs> All right, so yeah, no, so I you told Bubby know. and Zeta. Well, they set me straight, sort of. By telling you what really happened? I don't know. I don't right. remember, but right. I know that they calmed me down. Uh-huh. And, uh, I, so I did. Yeah, and there was no sex at I didn't school. even have OCD yet. Right. <laughs> over and over in my mind yeah (laughs) um but anyway then so we did some people must have been doing it it It. when you were 11 no no okay (laughs) (laughs) i think so i thought they didn't tell no i hope i don't think so okay but some people when they walked down the aisle at graduation there was a bump Mm. And mm-hmm. that was very bad. Mm-hmm. Back then, yeah, you Back could really. Back then, it was very. So it was very talked about, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was did, and peop- did people get sent away? Yes. For that? Yeah. Yes, I know people who were sent away. Oh, that yeah. breaks my heart so much. Yeah, and then we went to the Florence Crittenden home, where I worked for six years tutoring. So the Florence Crittenden home was, was a place that in Trenton was, yeah. where you would, where pregnant teenagers who I guess were kicked out of their homes, yeah. right, would go and stay and they would get their GED there and get taken care of. And you worked there uh-huh. and you were like, I mean, you were a huge part of their lives. You would teach them and take care of them. Yeah. And, um, and then it got shut down because of government funding, Well, it right? really got uh, shut down because... It was more accepted 
So you would go to a foster home or something. Mm -hmm. There were so few people where it wasn't accepted. Mm -hmm. So few kids. And um, so they didn't need that big old house. Mm -hmm. It was in a big old house. Yeah, I remember. I I remember visiting all the time and all the girls, yeah, who lived there. Yeah. Yeah. And they had been kind of outcast from their community and their home. Yeah, there were very... um, there were very sad stories. Mm-hmm. Almost everyone really was part of a sad story. Mm-hmm. And one of them, um, she she had um, her urine test and her blood test, and it, it, the numbers came up very high, and it, it was twins. Mm. So here you go, and then you have twins. And, um, Why? Because they they couldn't tell from an ultrasound that it was twins. There's no ultrasound. Oh, yet. back then, and that wasn't even that long ago. Well, it was pretty long ago. Yeah, the eighties, ni- I, I guess, nineteen eighties. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, so there. Okay, wasn't so you sat in a boy's pill. lap when you were eleven. <laughs> <laughs> And then, okay, so tell me about, okay, so Mitch, my oldest brother, was born in 67, eight. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy was born in 71. Right. And I was born in 77. Right. So, okay, so when you had us, it was very much still like, I don't want to say the olden days. Yeah, but, but not you. No. Mitchell and Amy, right. it was pretty much... So uh, what was that like? Well, so when I got married, the pill came out. Right. You talked about this in our other episode. Yeah. The pill came out. And so um, and so, Daddy had notes all over the house. Did you take your pill? Did you take your pill? God forbid, you know, because he had to finish medical school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I couldn't get in the way. And also, um, when I got married... <laughs> when I when I got married, um, I went to s- get a job, and the guy and the and the owner of the school asked me if I was planning to get pregnant, mm. and I said no, but I was pregnant. Because mm-hmm. he would not, have not, yeah. But you're not allowed to ask that now, right? But back then you were. Yes. Yeah. Back then. That back then you were, and so I was pregnant and getting bigger and bigger, and he didn't seem to notice. Oh, yeah. Um, so um, anyway, um, so we starved during pregnancy. I talked about that, and um, gained twenty pounds. Drink a lot of water. Oh, so my girlfriend, so when I got pregnant, my girlfriend was also pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so her husband couldn't go in to the delivery room because he wasn't a doctor. So he was at the window looking in. And they delivered the baby. Yay. <laughs> and then they said, oh, my God, there's another one in there. Because there was no ultrasound, the babies were lying on top of each other, and she had no idea. Oh my god! She had no idea. He had no idea. <laughs> and um, they managed. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was a shock. Mm-hmm. But um, were baby nurses a thing back then? Because now a lot of people have baby nurses. Well, I always did. Uh huh. I always did. I feel like, was that kind of a Jewish thing? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess none of the mothers wanted to, to help. So. <laughs> right. Like when you were, I mean, now when, when you know, I was going to talk about like the village, the idea of the village when you have, especially when you have little kids, right? Yeah. Because you need that type of, um, that type of support and you need people out of there to help you you know, watch your kids or, and I feel like now today, as much as I have good friends and we all helped each other and everything, the idea of the village sort of, and that, you know, that community is kind of gone. Did you feel like you had that when we were younger? Like, did you feel like you had people to help you take care of us? And well, I, 
I didn't, I was in Philadelphia and I had worked for two and a half years. I had gone, finished my last year of college and, and worked for two years. So I hadn't made many friends in the neighborhood or anything and I just stopped working. And, um, and I was pushing Mitchell around and around and around the block. And I said, dear God, please bring me a friend. I know because you couldn't like go on social media and meet people. Nothing. Right. Nothing. Right. And so around the corner came my girlfriend Margie right after I said that prayer. Just after I said that prayer, her son was a month younger than Mitchell, a brat also. <laughs> and uh, what one didn't think of, the other did. And to this day, I thank God every night for her. Really? Oh. To this day. So she really helped you get oh, through that. Oh, she was so wonderful. And even when I moved, then we had two and a half years later, we moved to Atlanta, Georgia for Daddy to do his residency. And as I, as the moving van pulled up to the house, to the apartment, so did the mailman with a letter from Margie. Oh. She wanted to make sure I was okay. Oh. So, are yes. you still in touch with her? Oh yeah. Oh. Uh huh. Yes, sad. I am. Well, Facebook, I guess, makes that easy. No, well, no. Well, we talk. I don't think she's on Facebook. Oh. And for a while, we didn't. Um, we, you know, we d we weren't as much in touch, but now uh, we're back. Um, but anyway, we raised our sons together every day. And her husband was at Wharton Business School, and Daddy was in medical school. So really, she and I were married. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Right. You felt like you had more support from her than you did from your own husband. Right. Yeah. Right. I think a lot of new moms feel that. Yeah. I think a lot of moms in general feel that. Like if I if there's something going on with the kids, I don't know that. I mean, I think it's different now, but I don't know that... It, like your your husband is always maybe for some people is always the first person that like you sort of text your well you don't text anybody but you sort of text your friends <laughs> you and say oh this is going on you know what what do I do right yeah so you guys were more dependent on yourselves and I guess you're they they were barely ever home no they were barely ever home right right well she ended up getting divorced oh and so for a while we. We weren't that much in touch. She's married to an, a wonderful guy now. Uh huh. Um. So yes, we raised we raised the boys together. And, and so what? Every day you would get together. Every and day. So how did you like now? It's so interesting to me because I know it wasn't that long ago that texting and everything was part of things, but now today you want to get together with people. You have a group text. You chat together, and oh. then you. So, yeah. like, what, you just, you called each other on the phone? Uh, that sounds terrible. But we really, we got together. I don't even, you know. Right. You just we every day got together. We took the boys out. To, she had a car. I didn't have a car. And um, we we went all over. <laughs> we went to the mall together to have their pictures taken. <laughs> and I remember. The I, four of you as a family? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I had to sign something. And the next thing I heard is, child at the escalator, child oh, at the no. escalator. So honestly, the, I was so exhausted. For two and a half years, I was so exhausted. Mm -hmm. And I had one good day. We moved to Atlanta, and I had one good day with Mitchell. And he said to me, leave me alone, I'm busy. Oh, my God. And I should really embroider that on a pillow. Right. Leave me alone, I'm busy. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to get pregnant. Oh, no. <laughs> Right. We have a few sponsors who we've had for a long time, and I feel like our listeners and our followers have really gotten to know them, and I always get the most amazing feedback. And that's when I really love the whole idea of sponsorships because when it comes to a brand like Lasting, 
we have been using them for so long and we've had the people from their company on the podcast and it's just been an incredible relationship and the feedback that we get all the time from our followers and our listeners is that it has been life-changing and relationship-changing for them. People message me all the time saying, I just can't convince my spouse to go to couples therapy or it's just too expensive, we can't swing it. So that is why lasting, especially right now in these times of quarantine and things are more stressful and we're not going places in person, it's even extra amazing that lasting is the number one relationship app that will truly change your marriage. Right now, lasting has a free seven-day trial and a subscription is just $14.99 per month per couple or $79.99 per couple per year. You tell me what... Uh, you know, what marriage counseling you can go to for that price. There's none. They can be found in the Apple Store, Google Play, or just search for lasting. They also have a new just-released sexual wellness series. And good sex is an important part of your connection, especially after kids. It gets difficult to sustain. But here's the thing. You can increase your sexual satisfaction even if your levels of desire change over time. The Lasting app helps couples address the major obstacles to a satisfying sex life with series on sexual communication, sexual desire, body image, and communication. And amazingly, 9 out of 10 couples feel more prepared to increase sexual satisfaction after taking one of these series. You need to go to GetLasting.com or search in your app store to download Lasting, the nation's number one couples counseling app, and make 2020 your year to really get closer as a couple and work on whatever needs you have. Anybody who listened to our episode last week knows that I pulled my back. I won't get into the details of how, but I did. And I'm sitting here right now thinking to myself that I cannot wait to go upstairs and take my feels CBD oil so that I can start to feel better because it really does help. And I've had people for so long asking me about feels and the feedback that I get when people order it and try it for themselves has been so overwhelmingly positive that it makes me so happy that it's helping other people as much as it helps me. It also helps for anxiety, which everyone knows I talked about all the time, especially during a pandemic, because let's face it, we are all feeling more anxious than usual. Feels is grown with care and hand harvested by Colorado and Oregon farmers following organic farming practices. Their goal is to produce the purest end product available. Before Feels even reaches your hand, they test every batch produced with a third-party lab and ensure purity and consistency. If you're nervous about trying CBD for the first time or have no idea your dosage or how to do it, that's not a problem at all. I was worried about the same thing and Feels has an amazing real human hotline that will answer any question that you have and help walk you through all of it. Get Feels delivered straight to your doorstep. Become a member and get 50% off your first order. Feels has me feeling my best every day and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash MNM to get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's feels, F-E-A-L-S dot com slash M-N-M to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash M-N-M. And then I had Amy and she was like a living doll. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. Everybody knows her on this podcast. So do, yes, life they coach do. Amy. Do they think she's a living doll? I mean, though? she just <laughs> obviously so has her shit together since she was born, <laughs> which is just so well, she unbelievable. Was, she was really shy. You know, Mitchell was all over the place, uh-huh. and and she she would sit in the same place and just watch him. Uh huh. You know, right. And it was just so easy. It's just like with the um, with the playpen. I would put Mitchell in. I would put Mitchell in, and he would stay in there, um, you know, about 10 minutes. I got 10 minutes out of right. it. <laughs> then um, when, when I um, put Amy in it, She'd stay in for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. What about putting us in front of the now? I mean, obviously now we have a, a, a gazillion TV shows and everything to watch. 
I don't know what, what was Sesame Street started in the 60s. Right. I mean, but did you have anything that like could keep, you know, their interest and now you have iPads and iPhones and everything. Was there anything that could keep a kid's interest? Like, what the hell did you do with us all day? You know what I had? Me. Right. Right, like you had to entertain us. I was exhausted. Sounds awful. Um, well, it was very, it was very exhausting. And right. that's why Margie was so important, too, because mm-hmm. I had this partner in crime with me, you right. know? And it, and everyone should have that. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's really, yeah, you need we to were have both the dumb and dumber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you didn't have, I mean, what, 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 did Mitch watch Sesame Street? Was there Sesame Street? Well, he Street? watched one part of Sesame Street. And like, if you didn't like, if your kid didn't like Sesame Street, you were fucked. There was nothing else. <laughs> Unless you're going to put it on like, what, what? Like 60 Minutes? I, <laughs> well, we did a lot of Merv Griffin. Oh, okay. Well, that's appropriate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then, um, and then when Amy was born, um, I would put them each on a towel and give them their platter on the floor watching Sesame Street in the other room mm-hmm. so that Daddy and I could have some time together. Mm-hmm. So that's where they ate their dinner mm-hmm. usually. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think about that so much. That was one of the main things that everybody talked about was um, the difference in, you know, the fact that it's a it's a blessing and a curse. It's a it's a mixed bag with social media because on the one hand, like I think about stuff like long car rides and airplane oh. rides, even though I think I went on an airplane once when I was younger, but stuff like that that we are so lucky. I mean, we go to a, a restaurant and we literally like I mean, if the kids we before we go, we make sure the iPads are fully charged. <laughs> exactly. We put the kids at the opposite side of the table. Yeah. I mean when they were really little, I used to try things like bring Play-Doh yeah. and, you know, I used to try things like that, but it always ended up just, they're just, but back then it was literally like you, you didn't have any of that, which is to me, I, when I think back, I'm like, oh my God, that mm-hmm. must have been uh, really hard. One, one thing that we did have that was really good was the swing, mm-hmm. but it wasn't electric. You had to crank it. No. And then it would run out just when you were settling in and relaxing. That's a good workout. So then you'd get up and you'd do it. And my girlfriend, this is another girlfriend, um, she was so tired that she tied a string to the swing in her foot Mm -hmm. so that when it ran out of crank, she could just move her foot have it go back and forth because she couldn't oh my move. God. So you couldn't even put the kid in the swing and then like go do chores. No, it didn't last that long. Oh my God. Just, just amazing. Mm-hmm. Just amazing. When J- Amy was born, there were a few more toys and some things you could um, put over your um, the crib. You know, hang from the crib mm-hmm. and she could play with it. And of course she would. I don't even know if Mitchell would. Mitchell would fall asleep with a book over his face because he was reading or something. This is when he was two years old. And um, and he would just fall asleep. You know, he played till the last second. Mm-hmm. He, w- he was he moving. He was all boy. He was moving. Right. He was moving. Right. 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 Yeah. But when... when the other side of social media that everyone talks about. So we're so lucky in the fact that, you know, we have, first of all, it, again, if you're looking for something to do with your kid, you know, you say you and Margie got together every day and you played like today. If I wanted to do something with my kids, obviously there's nothing to do during a fucking pandemic. But other than that, <laughs> if I wanted to do something with my kids, I go on social media and I, you know, or the Internet and I scroll and I find 20 different options, mm-hmm. you know, which is amazing. Yeah. Or you find a play group or, you know, you, you find a bunch of people who are, you know, looking to meet at a playground or like there's so many options which is so incredible the other side of all of that is that everybody is seeing your life you know what I mean and there's so much like this with the podcast no well this is a choice (laughs) 
But that is, you know, for for something on social media, like you were talking about, you know, you're giving your kids food in the other room, so that which is obviously not a big deal at all. But, you know, you on social media, the other side of it, which you didn't have to deal with, is the fact that, like, you know, you post a picture of your kid, like, napping in the back of the car, and, you know, you, you, you snap a shot, and you post it, and you're like, you know, napping on the way home, trying to be all wholesome, and people are like... That car seat isn't buckled right. <laughs> That's not an eight-point harness. Like, people are vicious. Vicious, yeah. And you didn't have to deal with any of that because there was no, you know, now you have people who you you kind of have to worry a little bit when you're out in public. Like, you're, my kid's having a meltdown. I'm pulling them to try to get them into the car. Is someone filming me? Yeah. Am I going to be the next viral video hated oh, mom oh God. you know what I mean there yeah. is a lot there is a little bit of that anxiety yeah. and it, you know that's one of the I guess upsides of the pandemic yeah. is that we haven't had to worry about that in a while <laughs> but it yeah. is true that we think about those kind yeah. of things you know and, what what yeah. are we going to and and things like FOMO you know fear of missing out like had you if you saw other moms in Philly when you were there with Margie posting pictures of them having a playgroup and you weren't invited, invited right. that would have been like a big, you know, yeah. that's that all that stuff. So it's definitely like a double edged sword. Yeah. And well, it's right yeah. before I met Margie, I was pushing Mitchell in the carriage for hours and I passed these girls sitting on their, in the front on their lawn. And none of them said hello to me or, 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 or anything was very clicky. I, I don't know what was wrong with them. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they just weren't friendly. They weren't inclusive. I think now I would probably go and say hello to them. Mm -hmm. I would just do it myself because you gain, you, you gain confidence as you get older and you think, uh, you know, what the heck? If they don't want me, they don't want me. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. But I'll give it a, I'll give it a try. Mm -hmm. um, but then I prayed to God. And he gave me Margie. Aww. I swear. Um, she I've came. never heard you talk about daddy like this, ever. What does <laughs> the that way mean? you talk about Margie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we, you know, we clung to each other. Yeah. When you have your first child, there's nothing like it. Right. You know, and we also had to make our own formula. You know, what do you mean? Like with the powder and the water? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. Do you that. still I, do that? I mean, I did uh, eight, eight, nine years ago. Yeah. Uh -huh. I thought you just uh, 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 took off. Oh, the I guess top. you can do that, too. No, mostly when I did it, it was. Yeah, it was still powder and water. Uh huh. Yeah. And then that came out. Where you no. Could just uh, oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what people do now. Well, um. So I don't know, but did you guys get shamed for not breastfeeding? It was the opposite. Oh. When um, Mitchell was born, I tried to, to breastfeed. But, of course, he was overactive and overhungry. And so I was sore. <laughs> and um, uh, I called the doctor. And I said, oh, I said, I, this is not working well. And he didn't. He didn't care. He didn't care if I nursed. You know, like, why was I bothering? And he said to me, um, oh, sweetie, you know, something like that, which you're never allowed to say now. Why don't you just stop? I said, oh, maybe that's a good idea. There was no help. Do you know? There, like there was were no, no lactation la, consultants. No la, um, la leche? Mm-hmm. Uh, none of that, you know. I can remember Amy writing everything down and, you know, sort of being in control. But um, so I stopped and I just gave him bottles. And then I gave Jen Amy bottles because I couldn't nurse her and be running after Mitchell, mm -hmm. too, you know. And uh, We so should point out that Mitchell is now a very established... <laughs> Very successful, <laughs> extremely high-functioning individual. In spite of me. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, yes, he, you know, we just, I just need to give him a shout-out that he really is, like, a very, you know, 
He didn't end up being, you know, you like like he's not like a, a deranged lunatic. lunatic. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, good. All right. Well, that's why I say it. Two and a half, or uh, uh, two and a half. He said, "Leave me alone. I'm busy." Right. And then slowly mm-hmm. he got better. Right. And better and right. easier and easier. Right. That's why Atlanta was truly the two happiest years of my life. You weren't born yet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ding, ding, ding. I'm sorry you missed it. Mm-hmm. No, it's all good. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So um, we did um, We did a move to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And um, da- Daddy, I never saw Daddy again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he slept at the hospital every third night. And I had a cat, big, big cat. And so I put on the outside door, beware of um, ocelot. What's That's that? That's a kind of like lion. Oh. <laughs> Instead of beware of dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I kept a butter knife under my pillow because I didn't want to Was cut it a myself. bad neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> in case somebody came in, you kept a butter knife under the pillow. I didn't want to cut myself. I understand. <laughs> so you had a, a, a kitten. And a butter knife. Not exactly a kitten. It Uh was very big. Okay. Pendrix. Uh Pen and Drexel. Uh Would he have hurt somebody if they came in? Oh, my God. No. Right. No. Okay. Just roll over. But the butter knife would have done it. Uh, Yeah, the Uh butter knife would have. Okay. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, and it's funny because of the cat. Cats, uh, I have to throw in something on animals because I know how much people love animals, but Pendrix would always sleep at the bottom of our bed, except when Ronnie was on call, when Daddy was on call, and then he would sleep on Daddy's pillow. How come? What do you mean? Near me. Why? Because he knew that Dad was going to leave? He knew that Daddy wasn't coming home. Oh. So he took. I know. Animals are amazing. Yeah. We don't deserve them. Yeah. Yeah. He knew. Uh Aw. Yeah. So that was very cute. We loved we loved Pendrick very mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you guys were all, you always and had he, good animals. And he was uh, good for our marriage, too, because he made us laugh. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, uh, da, 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 uh, I'm trying to think. Um, well, I, I was going to go into a fact of when we were younger, I'm sure Amy and Mitch, and me included, and I know you're, gonna, you're going to deny this, but uh, it's true. Uh-oh. When, when I was younger, things that I, we could never get away with now, and it wasn't just me who said this. It was a lot of listeners who messaged me when I asked about the differences of us raising kids versus you raising kids. And one of the big differences was like things that don't seem like a big deal, but kind of are like, I, you used to leave me in the car when you would go food shopping. Mm. I did. Oh, hundred percent. Like you, but I'm not frowning upon it for well, like that. I, I think have that needed was much. Well, uh, yeah, Unless no, we never had any fucking food in the house, so yes. Wait, no, you did, because the, the thing is with me is that one time I, uh, your girlfriend slept over, and and you needed, I, I made pancakes, and we needed syrup. Well, and There was no syrup. There was right. no syrup, but there were six ketchups. Right, right. Yeah. We either had <laughs> pancakes and no syrup, or syrup and no pancakes. We either had hamburgers and no ketchup, or ketchup with no hamburger. Is it all coming together, people? <laughs> so we, so you used to put us. We used. I used to sit in the car. Number one, no technology. I can't, I can't believe it. I, I swear to God. Number two, you didn't like leave the car running. You would just go in and food shop. And again, I'm not blaming. I'm not singling you out. I know this was a ton of people. This was just back in the day. You guess you. We, I'm sure you asked me, "Do I want to go in?" And I probably said, "No, I want to sit in the car." But then, like, I didn't have any technology. You didn't hire, like, a clown or something to entertain <laughs> me or anybody to sing. So I was just sitting there. I, I didn't have a phone to text you, so I had no idea when you were coming out. But yet, now, if I oh, left I Jonah in the car, who's he's almost nine, if I left him in the car with the motor running, even just to pick up a coffee inside, Somebody would take, again, take a picture, put it on social media. Like, that's illegal. It's literally illegal to leave your kid in the car. I don't know about other states, but in New Jersey, it's until they're at least 12. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I, so you can't even go in and pick up your dry cleaning mm-hmm. with a kid in the car. Right. But back then, like that, um, like, that makes me a little bit jealous that you were able to do that stuff. Things like what I used to bike from one side of town to the other when I was probably nine, ten years old. No, I'm not frowning upon you. I'm jealous of the fact I wish my kids could do that. They can't. But it was a s- small little tiny. It was a small town. Much, listen, our town is not conducive to that. But even still, I, I know back then kids were, you know, riding on the highway. It was just a different lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, that you didn't you didn't worry. I came home when it started to get dark out. You didn't text me and find out where I was. You had no idea. And that was just how it was. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, you know, you can check on the app, which is actually my niece, your granddaughter, actually said that was one of the things that parents are probably jealous of um, from your, you know, mm-hmm. from your time period that we can track our kids anywhere. Yeah. You know, we can track them. And it's a double-edged sword, again, because on the one hand, you know, we, they have so little independence mm-hmm. because we're all over them, but we know they're safe, yeah. which is fantastic. But also things like my kid's grades popping up every second during the day like uh, here I am like trying to have 10 minutes of peace when they go to school and then all of a sudden like a grade pops up and I'm like anxiety ridden because you know it's just it's it's an overload of information that you don't need 24 7 and you guys didn't worry about that like we came home when we came home we hung out with who we hung out with like you didn't know our whereabouts every second Mm. you didn't know who we were with every second there was an element of you know, of uh, independence Mm -hmm. that kids today don't have. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Well, I would say in my generation, when I was growing up, it was that and more. You know, um, first of all, there were no guns. There were no guns. Mm -hmm. And I used to say, thank God there are no guns. And we're not living in the Wild West because I would watch, you know, uh, these. Um, well, now it's not even the Wild West. It's just anybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. my, but that's it. Uh, but we we didn't worry about guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and your, yeah, your parents were never worried about you, like, about violence. Right. They were more worried about you, like, going in under the bleachers getting and pregnant. Pre- getting pregnant. <laughs> right. But there was no, like, worrying about violence or you yeah. getting hurt yeah which is amazing yeah right and but you I don't think you ever worried with us going to school either about that like I don't think you ever worried about school shootings when we were younger right never right now that is a real oh sure yeah oh, no we did not worry about it. no that started after mm-hmm. that started after probably um you know probably in the 80s or 90s mm-hmm yeah, that that there was school shootings. No, oh, yeah, I think that I think more than nineties. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. But that's one huge thing that you didn't right. have to worry about. Yeah. But there was the there was a huge thing when I was growing up with kidnappings. That was big, and there was like a ton of after school specials yeah. about. There were definitely those summers of like there was like a clown van of clowns supposedly coming around. Do you remember that? Like, uh-uh. or people giving out candy. Don't ever go into a car uh, that gives out candy. We Halloween? used to have no, just in yeah, general. Like but we used to have Halloween. Those, they'd put say there's needles in the right. I mean, yes, it's true. Right, you did have to. Fifties were like my song. I never got to say anything. You did. You said, let's talk about sex, baby. We found out it wasn't and it from was the And it was just talk. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And where was that taking I have no clue. <laughs> but in the 50s, it wasn't as much. It was different things to worry about because they, you weren't, your parents weren't worrying about you getting abducted. Right. And they weren't worried about you with violence. Yes. It was more like a, and they probably weren't worrying about you trying drugs. They weren't worried about you drinking oh, too I, much. I remember in high school, 
my like my senior year, I had to do a, something on um, on marijuana. Oh, we really? didn't even know the word. Mm-hmm. We didn't. It it was. What year did you graduate high school? Sixty two. Thanks for asking. So it was <laughs> we, it was it was right. I guess when that was kind of. Absolutely. It was just when it was starting. And when I went to college, I still couldn't wear um, a a skirt. I couldn't wear a skirt to college. No, 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 I had to wear a skirt to college. I couldn't wear slacks. Um, And there were like two phones for the whole dorm. It was just, um, so we can't. In 1966, I came out the back door and graduated. The baby boomers came in the front door, and they changed everything. Mm-hmm. They changed everything. I think it's a little bit like what we're living through now. Right. Right. Uh-huh. And, um, oh, yeah, the 60s were very, uh, in a way, they were vi- violent. And then, and in a way, they were exciting. I wanted to be a part of it, but I was too late. You know, I was born a little too early. Mm-hmm. You know, to be a part. Yeah, of you it. you never went to any protests or burned your bras or anything. No, right. <laughs> Burn my undershirt. Right. Oh God. <laughs> I know that is kind of that. That would have been nice to be able right. to be a part of. Well, so why didn't? Because you already had kids. Yeah, I was married. Uh-huh. I, and then I got a job, mm-hmm. and then I got a kid, <laughs> right. and, you know. Um, but you knew what was going on. Like, you knew that all that was going on. You had a little bit of envy that they were doing that. Oh, yes, because I was angry about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I, I really thought that, you know, why can't I wear slacks, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, like, in high school, the boys could ride their bicycles because they wore slacks. We had to wear a skirt. You know, there were so many rules. I will tell you that. There were a lot of rules and, like, big brothers watching over your shoulder. Mm -hmm. So, um, and and as I say, in the the 50s, um, it, it was a safer time, you know, but there were a lot of rules. Yeah, it was probably a safer time as long as you fit the mold perfectly. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And that's one thing about raising kids today that's, that is nice. Yeah. Is that, you know, it's not as hard to deal with, um, you know, if you have a kid who's uh, quirkier or who isn't, you know, uh, in, you know, uh, mainstream or who has disabilities or who is, you know, just different in some way, there's Mm -hmm. so much more acceptance of all of that and so much more, um, you know, just, yeah, yeah, just Even a boy, in our day, if a boy wasn't athletic or interested in athletics, the fathers had a fit. Mm -hmm. You know, they wanted them to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. And if so, if, if, if the violin was what you loved and were passionate about, but you could care less about baseball, you know, that's, uh, the, it wasn't acceptable. Right. A lot of things, like when we went to synagogue, you know, you wore gloves, you wore a hat, mm-hmm. you had to be just so. And sometimes I even forget that you don't have to be just so, mm-hmm. you know? Right, it was so ingrained in you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was so so important. Mm. Yeah, do, I mean, does that something, the world has changed so much, and I know that you and Dad are such progressive, you know, you're so progressive and you're so accepting, and, you know, I know that you're very much like, you know, pro-gay marriage and, um, you know, and Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. But uh, is there a part of you also that is very much like, you know, you saw a lot of intolerance growing up. I mean, you really did. Well, if we had Jim Crow, where the blacks still um, couldn't couldn't go in, you know, even uh, in New Jersey, even in Philadelphia, New not Jersey. Not so much that, not so much that we saw it. Mm-hmm. No, but um, that that um, 
movie green card. Yeah. That really that really shows it if anybody wants to watch that mm-hmm. with their kids, little older kids. But um you know, but then Martin Luther King was killed and um Bobby Kennedy gave a, a speech about it to calm all the people down and then Bobby Kennedy was killed and the the world was in a way in turmoil. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to even ask this or talk about it, but while we're talking about it, I, how does today, in your eyes, like as somebody who lived through everything, you know, before, how does today, like, how do you think it compares to what was happening? Well, um, <clears throat> people say they w- they're glad they don't aren't raising children now, but I don't feel that way. I don't know. I feel like my grandchildren have really nice lives. What do you, uh, you need to explain what you're saying? Like, why do people say they are glad they're not raising children? I was talking more of the standpoint of right now we have all the protests and we have yeah. everything going on. Yeah. yeah. So they're not, they're, so they're happy they're not raising children. It's why? Mo- it's more dangerous. Oh, uh-huh. I guess. And, and a lot of things are accepted and I guess they're sort of. Against it. Against, against it. Right. There's still know. that mentality. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's still that. And oh, and then they think the electronics mm-hmm. uh, that they rot their brains. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what they that's what they think. Like, yeah, like too, like when my day it was like too much television will rot your brain. Right. Well, Dad no, gets crazy about the kids with the electronics. He gets you know he's always cutting out articles for me and stuff. Really? Yeah, <laughs> about the kids with too much electronics. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you it's know. a different generation and yeah. he doesn't understand it and he doesn't under you know especially right now during a pandemic when it's a savior uh, yeah you know a lot of I think people don't understand that, that it really it has uh, it has saved our sanity in uh-huh. so many ways I mean uh-huh. you know to even the fact that you know a lot of us have kids who are up till two in the morning and we're not telling them no because then they're going to sleep until one in the afternoon and then we don't have to deal with them except for like seven (laughs) hours during the day and and you know we need that right now I can't even imagine a pandemic during when you were raising kids oh I know you said that to me recently yes yeah well they didn't have enough enough things like what what would they do Mm -hmm. it's you know, it's true. Um, we didn't have many things, but I can remember riding my bike a lot. Although you probably can't picture that. No, not even a little. <laughs> and um, being on uh, my girlfriend Judy's um, screened in porch playing Parcheesi. You know, Parcheesi was big. Monopoly was big. Uh Dancing. You, know, I, you talked about dancing a lot. Oh, my God. Dancing was the most wonderful thing in my life. You couldn't have sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You> danced. <laughs> the jitterbug. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the jitterbug was just the most important thing in my life. And we'd go home and watch Bandstand. If, the, if you ask any, any mother, anyone who's, asked, who's watching this, ask their mother. What bandstand was to them? I come home and dance. I think I don't know if it was on three hours, two hours, but I would dance with the door, mm-hmm. and I was really my first boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm sure your parents were very happy you couldn't Listen, get pregnant. Yeah, right, exactly, mm-hmm. and it didn't argue with me. No, or it was perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dance, 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 and dance at lunch. We would da- after lunch we'd go out and dance. At parties, we had parties. At, uh, there were even at school, there were dances every Friday night. Oh my God! I mean, it was fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the jitterbug. And now I, there's not enough dancing. Right. I would say that's the biggest thing. Right. Exercise. Well, now we have TikTok, which is a whole different. I mean, it's amazing the different level of. 
you know, I know you ha- you don't really watch. I have no idea. What yeah, TikTok yeah, exactly. Is. But but honestly, if you go on TikTok, there are people your age dancing all the time and everything. TikTok is a very. I mean, it's so hard to explain. I can't even explain yeah. it. But it is a ton of dancing. I mean, it's a ton of other things too. But it is these. You know, you had the jitterbug, and you had I don't know what I don't know what the other dances were. The oh well, we did the cha cha. The cha cha. Yeah, right. we did line. Um, dancing Mm -hmm. and when I got married um, uh, the twist was coming out well now there's a someone makes up a a dance on TikTok to a certain song and just there's a a million videos of people doing that same dance to that same song and people trying to outdo each other and watching them do it and trying to copy it. And it's, you know, it's a, I guess a combination of for a while there really was no dancing because Uh when I was in, when I, in the eighties and nineties, when I was growing up, I guess, especially the nineties, we danced a lot at parties, but it was like slow dancing. You know what I mean? It was slow dancing. Like the guy put his hands on your hips. You put his hands on your, on his shoulders. And it was like, you know, you danced to like, I don't know, Mm. Millie Vanilli or color me bad or something. But it was, you know, did you love that? I liked it. I don't know. It wasn't as important to me. I don't think that as it was to you. Oh my God. Those songs. Yeah, no, it the wasn't like that for us. We had. No, it wasn't like that. It wasn't a cultural thing. It was just something that we did once in a while at a party. It wasn't this. Uh, maybe some people had that experience, but no, it was. But we did dance. But then I think there was probably a period, a good amount, a period of where dancing wasn't really a big thing. People weren't really doing it. But now with TikTok, I think oh. it's sort of back. Well, that's so good. That's yeah. such good exercise. Mm. <laughs> Do you know? Mm-hmm. But TikTok is a is a definite, you know, I think it's a comeback sort of of what you're talking about, you know, of that that community oh, of I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, it's different than what you're talking about. I don't think you know, but but it is bringing people together and connecting mm-hmm. them and it is it, I mean it is amazing these dances that they're coming up with. Um another thing that I was going to say about one of the differences, one of the last differences I was going to talk about was the fact that nowadays our kids have Uber because when I was growing up with drinking and everything, I know that that was a big deal of what you were, you know, that you had to worry about where we drinking and driving. That's why you had to call us every Saturday night at 11. Yes. I had to call you Saturday night at 11. Were you coming home? And you weren't strict. You weren't strict parents. And if I had said I have been drinking, you guys would have been, you would have picked me up or I could have slept out or you weren't the parents who were, you know, I I wasn't worried that you were going to be angry at me. Whereas I know a lot of parents were. And so a lot of children lied to their parents. I know. Um, But today, at least we have, you know, your kids as much as it can be dangerous or you know the people get worried about uber and you shouldn't go by yourself you should go with a friend Mm. but there is a little bit of that you know as my kids get into their late teens early 20s and everything that does give me a little bit Mm -hmm. of relief Mm -hmm. that they'll be able to do that yeah Mm -hmm. well when you got your license that was that was terrifying terrifying because the roads were a lot busier and everything than when when i drove you know there weren't so many six lane highways no they and were I like four you. streets <laughs> they were like four yeah and and i told you you couldn't go on any of them until you'd been driving a year mm. and you didn't listen to no me. of course not <laughs> but that was a big de- that was a difference too i don't know if a lot of people who are listening to this have this with their parents but like you were of a generation of your you were always very fearful of driving mm-hmm you know what I mean? You but kn- Aunt Barbara isn't, I don't think. No, my aunt, no. But you were. You were always very, very terrified of highways, and you would only go certain places. And I guess that was a generational thing, right? Like, you still won't go really on highways or anything. Like, you'll come to my house and go home. Your house is five minutes away. <laughs> you know, you'll go to I'm CVS. You'll go to CVS and go home. Oh, but, well, yeah. I miss CVS. I know. It closed. It's not closed. It's open. No, oh, you can't go in. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, it's, yeah, that was a big deal to us that we, you know, that, that you guys, I don't know, that generally, generationally, like you guys wouldn't drive very much. I feel like many of us are sort of like, we don't, we want to be able to go where we want to go when we want to go, you Mm -hmm. know, because you guys were. But I don't think Amy's as brave as you. 
I mean, she certainly will go where she, she wants does, to I go. Yeah. yeah. But I think that was a generational thing. I know a lot of people your age who are especially women who are like that and I think it was probably because either maybe when you were being taught to drive or anything they acted terrified (laughs) my mother jumped out of the car oh well that'll do it she was just teaching me to park (laughs) (laughs) she jumped out of the car she said let me out of here oh my god and then she was just teaching me to park oh that's so we weren't even in traffic oh my god yeah my father didn't really have patience my father was really, you really? know, very easygoing and very, uh, you know. Um, but um, he, he didn't help me much either. From mm-hmm. You know, he found fault with everything. And Daddy taught me how to drive. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have much patience either. But he does with me. Oh, he yeah. He did with me. From mazel tov. <laughs> 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 well, thanks for doing this, Mom. <laughs> Will you come back soon and talk about something else? Would you like me? Yes, we would love you to. <laughs> Everybody loves you. Um, okay. I think we covered a lot in an hour. We did a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Would you like to tell everybody to rate and review? What? Tell everybody to rate and review. Oh, sure. Rate and review. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank what you. I, whatever that means. <laughs> Um, You should rate and review if you have not yet. Rate what? (laughs) (laughs) How it was sitting on that boy's lap when you were 11. Oh, I know. (laughs) Um, All right. Oh, no, I don't want to hear it. Okay, no, no, no. (laughs) Goodbye. No. Over. The episode's done. Let's quit. Thank you all so much for listening. (laughs) If you are still listening. Um, please go rate and review if you can. Um, and thanks so much. Even if you have to lie. No. <laughs> God. Oy, oy, oy. Well, that's so, you're so, uh, supportive. Yeah. Okay. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.